Six o'clock, this is the SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Hilton Tarrant with you on this Thursday evening. Tonight, Transnet Chief Executive Brian Molefe on the freight giant's still-growing capital investment program and the latest on the dugout port being built at the old Durban airport site. Africa's largest pharmaceutical company, Aspen, has bought a manufacturing plant for a billion dollars from U.S. drug company Merck. Chief Executive Stephen Saad joins us in minutes. Pit Nell of Syca on how you're taxed on in savings and investments. Adrian Savile of Canada Asset Managers on the Platinum Sector and David Shapiro of Sasfin is with us to make sense of the markets on a day where the JSC ended up a third of 1%. That and more to come. First, here's the news. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Prisoners Group visits Mandela family and a call for construction company CEOs to be charged. Good evening, I'm Greg Host with the news at 6pm on SAFM. The ex-political prisoners associations express sympathy and support for the Mandela family as Madiba approaches his fourth week in a Pretoria hospital. President Jacob Zuma and Deputy President Kalem Mutlante earlier spoke about Mandela's condition, saying it had improved but that he remains in a critical but stable condition. Members of the association visited the Mandela family at their Houghton home in Johannesburg. Madiba's grandson, Indaba Mandela. We're here today to also share the words of comfort for the family and just wanted to thank them for coming to the house. And, you know, it's one of those times, so I really appreciate that they were here. These are people that were very close to the old man. Legacy project manager Ronnie Mabena of the Department of Arts and Cultures also wished Mandela well. The Legacy project was set up to celebrate South Africa's heritage. Mabena says many former prisoners wish to honor him. We are here as former Robben Island prisoners actually to say to the family of Madiba and the people of this country that we wish him speedy recovery so that he can come back with his family. Actually we are so sad at this critical stage now. So we are here just to pay a tribute. Slain police Major General Tiani Maswangani has been laid to rest in Pretoria North. His body was discovered along the R101 between Pretoria and Hamanskral two weeks ago. A large crowd of mourners, including the police minister Natim Tetwaho, at the funeral, he appealed to ordinary people to join the fight against crime and corruption. We are calling upon everybody in our society to know that police officers are not their enemies. They are here to serve them. They are here to protect them. Even if there are few of them who do wrong things, but the entire police service is there to ensure that our country is safe and our people are safe. If one police officer dies, it means the strength in the fight against crime has detected its minus one person. So we should not allow that as the people of South Africa. The SACP has added its voice to calls for the CEOs of the construction companies found guilty of collusion to be criminally charged. A total of 15 construction companies have been ordered by the Competition Commission to pay penalties amounting to 1.46 billion rand for collusive tendering. SACP General Secretary Bladen Zamande addressed delegates at Uni Nahawu's Congress at Boxburg on Gauteng East Rand. When small black business people are found to have forged some documents to get a tender for 5 million rands, they get persecuted for corruption. But when is the capitalists who are high up with money, they do the same thing. It's not called corruption, it's called collusion. And no one gets arrested. 
A mother of murdered British teenager Stephen Lawrence has called for a full public inquiry into allegations that London's police force tried to smear her family. Her comments come after a meeting with the British Home Secretary today. The BBC's Rob Broomby has the full details. Doreen Lawrence told journalists the allegations made her sick to the stomach. She wants a public, judge-led inquiry into claims that the police had tried to smear her family when they were supposed to be chasing her son's killers. She had no faith in the police investigating themselves. She wants to know which senior officers approved the spying order. The Home Secretary called it a constructive meeting, and though all options were on the table, existing investigations could be extended to take in the latest developments. Top story, the ex-Political Prisoners Association has expressed sympathy and support for the Mandela family as Madiba approaches his fourth week in hospital. And finally, a note from ESCOM. The power utilities advise South Africans to cook smart by using lids and to ensure that the pot or pan you're using completely covers the stove plate. ESCOM says power usage is expected to be very high this evening. People are urged to use electricity sparingly. Households that use geysers and pool pumps can make the biggest difference by switching these off between 5pm and 9pm. The next news bulletin's at 7 o'clock. For SAFM, I'm Greg Coase. SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Thanks, Greg. Five and a half minutes after six o'clock here on SAFM, the market update with Hilton Tarrant on this Thursday evening. First up, as always, Google it and Fupi has your business news. Thanks, Hilton. Good evening. The South African Institute of Race Relations has warned that the country now has more people on social welfare than with jobs, and the country's tax base may not be able to keep pace with the ever-growing number of grant beneficiaries. With over 16 million social grant beneficiaries in the 2013-2014 period, social grant expenditure is expected to rise to about 113 billion rand this financial year. And looking abroad from tomorrow, China will impose anti-dumping duties of up to 37% on a chemical imported from the European Union. This is the latest move in a string of disputes that could fuel rising tensions between the trade partners. Trade ties between China and the European Union have been strained by the imposition of a series of anti-dumping tariffs, particularly after the EU launched punitive duties on Chinese exports of solar panels. Take a look at the markets now. The JCO share index is closed up in positive territory by a third of 1% at 39,083 points. Looking at the rand, it's trading at 9.97 to the US dollar, 15.16 to the pound and 12.98 against the euro. Gold trading at $1,232 an ounce, a barrel of Brent crude oil at $103 and the platinum price at $1,325 an ounce. Thanks, Google. Seven after six. David Shapiro of Sassman. Market up nicely today. How was that jump by MTN? Mm. Up 3%. <laughs> it doesn't get a license <laughs> in Myanmar and on that news, literally this well, year, cross jumps. You, you know, when I looked at that bid, uh, who, you know, the successful bidders are going to have to spend fortunes of money improving infrastructure. Um, I don't know what the estimates in dollar terms are or in rand terms, but I, my only assumption is that uh, investors perhaps saying, you know, expressing relief that <laughs> there won't be that capex, but. Generally, though, I, I'm disappointed because I think that it's a huge market, 64 million people there with very low penetrations, I, I think less than 10% mm. penetration, whereas on average in developing countries, penetration seems to be, I saw a number, 128%, meaning that, that people have got two or three cell phones. In South Africa, it's mm. uh, 150-odd percent, it? yeah. Yeah. 75 million SIM cards in South so, Africa. Well, 
So I, I, I'm disappointed. I thought that it would have been a, another extension, but obviously I don't understand the company. Well, uh, we need only look at some of the other territories that's operated in high-risk territories. When uh, MTN won that license in Nigeria, they were called MAD. Look how that turned out for them. When they won the license in Iran, they were called MAD. Look how that turned out for them. Obviously, some of these smaller uh, No, but this is, uh, you know, Myanmar, Myanmar, <laughs> is uh, undergoing quite a lot of transition. And, mm. it's, uh, I, you know, I don't think it was the country that we knew a few years ago. So... I'm not sure the risks are there here. It's it's fertile territory, and it's 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 a whole new market for them. Anyway, the the share price was up to what mm. three, four, five percent. I don't know, three mm, percent. Elsewhere on the market, uh, gold shares still under pressure. Mm. Goldfields mm. forty seven rand sixty three. Harmony thirty three rand forty seven. Anglo American one hundred ninety three. Gold was uh, last I saw about twelve one thousand two hundred twenty seven. So still mm. under pressure. Investors talking it down. There's still still worries about uh, wage hikes or wage strikes. So um, investors are going to shy away. What I'm surprised of is that it's uh, coming through or we're feeling it in Anglos and in companies like Billiton. A few companies went up today. Kumba was better, I think. Sassel, all the platinum counters found some kind of support. But, but once more... Um, miners were a drag on the uh, general market. You know, we ended up for the third day in a row. Uh, tomorrow's tomorrow's the end of June. You know, mm. um, portfolio managers have got one day to be positive for the year, so uh, we're about <laughs> 250 points away. I'm sure they can do a little bit of buying, um, you know, <laughs> just to push it into positive territory. You mentioned tomorrow mm-hmm. being the end of the quarter. If we look at the second quarter, this would be the worst quarterly mm. performance for gold since 1920. Yeah. Gold yeah. down a fifth, David, 20% in, yeah. in three months. I, I'm, I'm absolutely surprised at the speed at which gold has collapsed, particularly against the backdrop, which is still fairly uncertain. So it just it gives you an idea of, um, of, of just how much speculation there is. But Hilton, there's a very, there's a very interesting uh, statistic that came out today um, in the U.S. You know, if you look at their, their decelerator, um, mm. that's starting to fall. That points towards lower inflation, and the one thing America is very nervous of is deflation, which, which really, in, without getting too involved, is points towards slowing momentum, and no one wants slowing momentum. So it, it also shows, you know, it's far too early for uh, Bernanke against a backdrop like that to, to start withdrawing. You know, the U.S. economy is improving, but slowly. So that's an important point. And I think with deceleration, without the threat of inflation, why hold gold? You know, it's, uh, and also without the threat now that the world is going to collapse. So I don't think there's any point in actually holding gold anymore. Well, the big one today, David, Aspen, the uh, pharmaceutical mm. company in a $1 billion or 10 billion rand deal with U.S. drug maker Merck or MSD. Share up 6% on the day. He's not stopping. You know, every, every week a deal. And I mean, building a company now that is, is growing size, growing in importance, and uh, um, yeah, once more pointing towards LATAM and uh, Southeast Asia, you know, to the Latin America and uh, emerging markets. Emerging market. So within time, I think South Africa is still important, but, um, you know, the more he develops these drugs, the less important South Africa is going to become, um, you know, I- in the equation. South Africa goes down to about 25% mm. After, mm. after this deal. An hour ago, I did speak to Aspen Chief Executive Stephen Sardis in the Netherlands signing the deal, and I asked him what Aspen was buying for a billion dollars. 
So we bought about 6 billion rand in sales, split between API, which is the active ingredient, so that's the chemical component, and an option to buy some products, a group of 11 products. So that's what we bought. Um, you know, I think your margins on those products are probably in the low 20s across the whole basket. But what, what was important for us is that the API facility that we've, we, we've acquired is a facility that makes very niche products. So it makes things like hormones and biologicals and biochemicals. And, you know, what is a biochemical? It's, so you take a product like heparin, which is, you know, you extract it from the stomach lining of pigs, <laughs> the mucosa, and that product is then turned through chemical process into a chemical called heparin, um, which is what's used to stop blood clots, et cetera, et cetera. So that's, you know, some very complex technical products and really gives Aspen a good good leap up, uh, Hilton. Stephen, in terms of the funding for the deal, how will you be funding it? We've, it's all debt. It will be debt funded. I mean, one other thing I should also say is, you know, we put a cautionary out on Glaxo products, and these products both fit in this facility, you know, so or can fit. So there's quite a bit of vertical integration if you look at these two deals together. It also, this deal specifically, globalizes and diversifies your business even further. Correct, correct. So, you know, when you say it's 10 billion rand, well, there's very little turnover of any in rands. Um, what it does give us is an opportunity to to push. These products are very difficult to copy, so they you tend, even though they're off patent, they tend not to have opposition, and we think that with some good promotion in emerging markets, we've shown it before, and we think with these products in particular, we could get some really good growth rates out of these products going forward. That's Aspen Pharmacare Chief Executive Stephen Saad there. Interesting I wonder deal. if that blood clotting stuff's kosher. I've got to ask a rabbi whether you can actually <laughs> have that <laughs> from the inside of a pig belly. Okay. <laughs> That's a very interesting question. David, <laughs> also on the market, we saw Ellie's under pressure today, yeah. down 6%, uh-huh. a trading update. Uh, yeah. Full year headline earnings per share up 30 to 40%. Normally, normally you'd yeah. say, yeah, great. I, I think the market was expecting the whisper number I heard was north of 50. Yeah. Um, I think that's why the markets come back. If you've looked at the share prices, come all the way back from over 900 now to 766. But I mean, they'd rushed the share up over the last two mm. years. I mean, it, it, it's gone up almost three, fourfold. So there's bound to be some kind of digestive problems. I prefer growth 25, you know, uh, uh, growth which is achievable, 15, mm, sustainable. 25, sustainable. And I think once you start to respond to, to those big numbers, you know that you're going, there's going to be a calamity down the line. SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Quarter past six here on the Market Update. Senves is an integrated agricultural services business positioned in the grain value chain between the farm gate and the buyer. It supplies input products and capital goods to farmers and provides market access for commodities. In the financial year ended 30 April, Senves's turnover amounted to 13.9 billion rand with a profit after tax of 307 million rand. Earnings per share is up by 15.7% and headline earnings saw an increase of 14.8%. For more information, visit www www.senves.co.za Well, Transnet is one year into an unprecedented capital investment program with more than 300 billion rand. The plan is ambitious, especially when compared to Transnet's previous multi-year CapEx plan announced in 2004. That was worth just 14 billion rand. This 300 billion rand plan will see capacity increase across all aspects of its business. 
That's railroads, ports, as well as pipelines. Earlier, I spoke with Transnet Chief Executive Brian Molefe and asked him how much it had spent thus far. In the last year, we spent $27.5 billion, which is an uh, uh, increase from $22 billion in the previous year. So in terms of the market demand strategy, we spent the first $27.5 billion in the first year. But what we have done, because now, if there's six years remaining, there should be about uh, 273 mm. uh, billion left. But we have added uh, 30 billion plus another seven. So we've added, uh, uh, we've we've announced another seven-year program starting from this year, which is 307 billion. So it's 307 that includes the replacement of what was spent last year plus an additional year. Speaking of buying locomotives, you bought 95 electric locomotives in the year. The deal was signed with, with China South Railways. The price tag on that, fairly steep, 2.7 billion rand. I don't think the average South African perhaps can comprehend what, what a locomotive, a single locomotive costs. You've got a lot more locomotives to buy, though, uh, above the 95. Yes, we've, uh, we, we, we're finalizing a tender for 1,064 locomotives. Uh, 599 electrics and uh, and the rest will be diesels 400 odd and uh, it's quite a, um, a respectable amount of money that's going to be spent but we need to re- re- renew the fleet because our fleet is quite old we haven't invested in rail uh, in the last uh, 30 or 40 years Brian, in the year as well, you bought the old Durban Airport land for, for 1.85 billion rand. The plan there, obviously, to extend the Durban Harbour, build a dugout port in, the, in that area. You've got the land. How does the process work from here? The process from here is that we're doing consultations with the communities around the area. Uh, we are doing the environmental studies. Um, the environmental people are on the ground. We're studying the quality of the soil and if there has been any contamination from the operation of the airport uh, during the time when it was an airport. And that will help us to decide what we're going to do with the soil uh, once we start digging out. So if it is not contaminated, uh, uh, we can take it out to sea uh, and, and dump it there. Or to the extent that it, there is some contamination, some of it we have to find the landfill site. But we also have to understand the nature of the creatures and animals that are there. There is a very rare frog that is there, that is breeding there. Uh, there are 11 black mambas, uh, and I think we're just fortunate that somebody has not found a black mamba in their suitcase when they landed Devon one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, there are 11 black mambas that we are monitoring. Um, there is a, there are people there that are looking at their habits and uh, seeing, uh, uh, helping us to decide which would be the best place to relocate them. Brian, just to reiterate, and we have spoken about this before, Transnet is funding itself as, as far as this capital investment program is concerned, both through, through cash generation. The business is, is a very strong generator of cash. You are also tapping the debt capital markets. What's the appetite been for the bonds that we, uh, which you've placed? There has been quite a healthy appetite for our bonds. I mean, last year we did a billion dollars uh, in one deal. 
Uh, and then this year we did the, the biggest domestic bond ever at 3.3 billion, which was a floating rate note a couple of weeks ago. So there has been quite a healthy investor appetite. I think investors like the idea of us uh, spending on uh, capital expenditure and investing for the future because, uh, you know, it, uh, they are investing on something that is real uh, and not just uh, financial engineering. With regards to the more recent volatility, I'm guessing that going forward, Transnet is going to be slightly more careful as to how it times bond issues. Yes, we've always been careful about uh, how we time bond issues. Uh, we look at market conditions and decide which market to go for. Uh, going forward, I mean, uh, we do not have to return to the U.S. Uh, we've got appetite in uh, uh, perhaps in the... Uh, uh, in Japan uh, for the samurai maybe the sukuk which is a new market uh, China Development Bank has shown us an interest uh, the last time during the BRICS meetings we signed a cooperation mm-hmm. agreement with China Development Bank they have very deep pockets and so have said to us unequivocally that uh, you know should you need uh, help uh, please shout that's Transnet Chief Executive Brian Molefe there. David, very interesting. If you look at the 2013 revenue that Transnet posted, 50.2 billion rand. What was Nas Paris's revenue for the year? 50.2 billion rand. Completely Profit. different businesses. <laughs> yeah. Completely different mm-hmm. capital intensity, completely different depreciation mm-hmm. charges, completely different areas of operation. Nas Paris's EBITDA margin, 15%. Mm-hmm. Transnet's, 419 Yeah. That's healthy. It's a good business. And uh, I think for the first time we've got a managing director or a CEO now who's actually on the move. I, you know, I've been very impressed with uh, what, he's go- what he's doing and what he's going. He's got a lot of money to raise. And um, you know, if they can, I, I, at this stage, I'm sure that someone like Obama is here, you know, would love to get involved in those kind of things. But, uh, and that's where I think the West is perhaps going to miss out on, on these kind of deals. Anyway, it's so important for our infrastructure. Mm. It's so important for the development of the country to get this right, more so than perhaps anything else. Invest in a Capitec Bank fixed-term savings account and you could earn up to 8.5% interest per year. Conditions apply. 22 minutes after 6 o'clock. My Money is brought to you by Capitec Bank. Pitnell, the project director for tax at Psycho Standards, joins us. Now, Pit, talking about tax when it comes to investments, let's start off with an investment on which you earn interest, so perhaps some money in a money market fund or a large uh, pile of money uh, sitting in the bank on fixed deposits or or something like that. Do you have to pay tax on that interest? Yeah, Hilton, only if if your interest exempt, the basic exempt, or your interest amount exceeds for the the year of assessment, the basic exempt, exempt amount. And in, interest from a South African source would be exempt to the tune of 23,800 um, for this current year that we're in. Um, if you're under the age of 65, and if you're over the age of 65, it would be up to 34,500 rand. Um, you know, let's just say your money market gives you 5% rate of return. Um, that would mean that you could invest an amount up to 690,000 rand if you're over the age of 65, totally free of tax, if that's your only source of income from interest then. 
So your effective after tax rate in that instance would be 5%. Mm, you need to have a, a fairly substantial amount of money um, in the bank. As far as shares and investing in shares is concerned, if I buy shares with the intention to hold them for, for whatever period, I then choose to sell them. Perhaps I sell them in 18 months and I sell them for a specific market-related reason. The profit I've made on those shares, is that, is that liable for tax? Yeah. Uh, from from the facts that you've given, you know, we we, we tend to, to agree that it's a capital gain. It was an investment. There was no speculative, speculative motive. Because if you speculate in shares, your income would be normal turnover income mm-hmm. and subject to tax. In that instance, it, it would, would potentially have a capital gain um, because it is an as, asset that you've disposed of. And your, the difference between what you now realize when you sold it as a capital asset and what you paid for it, it's called as the base cost, will give you the capital gain. As an individual, you'll enjoy a 3,000 3, rand annual exclusion of all your cumulative capital gains for the year. So let's just say I've bought and sold an asset and I've realized a gain of 20,000 rand, then there will be no tax. But if I realize a gain of more than 30,000 rand, um, after the 30,000 was deducted, um, the gain is included at 33 and a third percent in, together with all my other taxable income for that year. And an effective tax rate for a person then paying tax at 40 percent on the capital gain would then be 13.2 percent because only one third of a capital gain for a natural person is a taxable capital gain. But just to close off with as far as dividends are concerned, locally listed shares, local dividends, uh, those were tax-free up until uh, not too long ago. There's now a new tax involved there, dividend withholding tax, but that is paid automatically. That is paid by the company. So the company acts as an agent for SAR. So when, let's say, the dividend declared is 100 rand, they will take off the 15 rand withholding tax, um, pay that over to SARS, you'll receive the 85 rand difference. In your tax return, um, you will declare that you've received exempt dividend income from South African company and you have no further tax consequences on the receipt of that dividend. Our thanks to Pit Null, he's Project Director for Tax at Psycho Standards. And My Money was brought to you by Capitec Bank. Invest in a Capitec Bank fixed-term savings account and you could earn up to 8.5% interest per year. Choose between single or multiple deposits. Terms range from 6 to 60 months. Rates are fixed and you'll never earn less than 5.35%. Visit www.capitecbank.co.za for more info or visit your nearest branch. Conditions apply. Capitec Bank. Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. 26 minutes after 6 o'clock on the market update. Well, in our Market Commentator Weekly podcast this week, I spoke to Adrian Saville, founder and chief investment officer at Canon Asset Managers. The transcript and audio is up on moneyweb.co.za as well as on our apps. That's MoneyWeb Talk and MoneyWeb Now, available for iPhone, iPad, as well as Android and BlackBerry. The largest basket of shares in Canon portfolios is the broader resources sector. Sasol is the single biggest holding. I asked Adrian about his views on, on platinum stocks. Well, we've got uh, exposure to platinum through uh, Anglo's mm, filter, mm. and I think that Anglo Plat is by far the most attractive uh, platinum ore body. Again, the observation here is, uh, or, or the driver behind this, is the structural forces that are in place with global economic growth. Platinum's most obvious uses as a catalytic uh, conver- is in catalytic conversion, and in the 
world markup or world vehicle footprint, you've got 600 million vehicles in the world. 500 million are driven in the advanced world, 100 million in the emerging world. But you've got a billion people in the advanced world and 6 billion people in the emerging world. <laughs> mm. So we think that there's an incredible prospect here for uh, vehicle market growth. And the anecdotal stories of, you know, China now comfortably surpassing the United States uh, feed some evidence to this. But, you know, as this vehicle pool grows, you're going to have, uh, you're going to have to install catalytic converters, uh, into this. And platinum is the most obvious, uh, ingredient here. There are alternatives. Hmm. But at these prices, uh, platinum is the most attractive and obvious, um, uh, ingredient. And so we see that as a good, uh, as a good contributor to the long-term prospects of the platinum sector. The challenge with the platinum sector is the exact complaints that I've brought about the gold sector. Mm. Um, and here I, I'm obviously conflicted because the platinum sector really is just three, uh, three big mines, Lonman, Impala, and uh, Angler Platt. So rather than go for a junior here, which I think is far more vulnerable, we have our exposure to a robust, uh, well-established, well-diversified platinum business. Now, if you sat on Mars and looked for the best platinum ore body, it sits underneath Angloplat. That's Adrian Saville there, the Chief Investment Officer and Founder at Canon Asset Managers. And as mentioned, that transcript and audio is on moneyweb.co today. Also on our apps, that's MoneyWeb Talk and MoneyWeb Now, available for iPhone, iPad, as well as Android and BlackBerry. David, just before we wrap up, Omnia, I see posting a fresh record high, over 180 rand a share. It's after its In results. Fact, 180 yeah, rand, yeah. exactly. After very good results and uh, a fairly robust, um, I got that from Adrian, robust, I like that. Fairly robust outlook, and uh, you know, there's no suggestion that things are going to slow down. So it's it's really a top performer. Funny AECI is also uh, mm. you know also in in uh, high territory. So I like I like the company. I like the industry. So one of those shares where if you go back to 2010 has performed kind of almost at a nice little 30 percent <laughs> trajectory. It keeps going, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a day where the JSC ended up a third of 1%, uh, 39,083 points on the all share. We're seeing the round at 997 against the US dollar. Gold is at $1,230 an ounce. US markets up about two-thirds of 1%. Well, this has been the SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Full transcripts online at www.moneyweb.co.za. We're back at 6 o'clock tomorrow. It's 6.30 now and time for game plan.